This week we're off to Bolivia to visit the lovely Panuni family and visit the relatives of Jaybird. Coffee we tasted just a few weeks ago. My name is Steve Layton and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. So this coffee comes from a family of producers that we know, Stanislav Panuni. Um, Stanislavo is in charge of the main lot of coffee, but this is his family's project. So he's kind of helping them along, educating, kind of getting involved in the processing, but helping them make a great coffee. The coffee is grown at an altitude between 1800 and 1850 meters above sea level. And he's the town of Iparana in South Yungas. Now normally we're in North Yungas, so this is kind of really cool. Um, it's a mechanically washed and dry fermented mix of Tipica, Katura and Katayi varietals. Stanislavo is kind of like a young, enthusiastic, like self-confessed coffee lover. I kind of think I'm a little bit like me because I'm dead young and coffee obsessed and all that stuff. But the coffee, like he's in charge of controlling the fermentation process and he learnt all of this from the Kareko uh, Cooperative which is uh, in uh, North Yungas, and there he developed his skills as a coffee producer. Two years ago, he decided that he wanted to help his father and he wanted to become more involved and have more control over these things. So he quit the day job and went to take on the role of producing the coffee for his dad. And that coffee is now the product that we're starting to see that he's helping the rest of his family. So we're going to cup this uh, Bolivian Pananu family coffee, so I'm going to break the top, it's been four minutes, so... And don't forget, if you want a cup at home, we've got a cupping guide that's on our brew guide, you should definitely go check that out. It's super simple, there's nothing special about cupping, it really is just about tasting the coffee. And tasting it in a very clear and kind of transparent way, you're not adding any brewing elements to it, you are just tasting the coffee. So I'm just cleaning the tops off that I've broken here. I'm doing two because, well, if there's a problem with one of the cups, you want to give it a fair chance. Um, but at home, you needn't do this. You can just have the one. And I just get a little bit on the spoon like this. So if we think about a Stanislavo's coffee, that's kind of very peachy and apricot and fruity. And when we cup this one, for me, it really reminds me of kind of lots of those kind of jelly type sweets. I'm thinking like pick and mix sweets. Um, the sweetness is a very simple sweetness. So I'm thinking white sugar, um, as simple as that. And the aftertaste, it's super, super clean. So you've got like lots of clarity in there. It's got a very thick, silky mouthfeel to go with it. And finishes with like a little bit of a lemon citrus note. So. You should always cup these coffees if you get the opportunity to. It lets you see the coffees a lot more transparently. So hello and welcome to Geography Teacher Steve. Let me show you where Bolivia is. Bolivia is here. Actually, it might be easier if we look at this map. So let's look at why being landlocked is an issue for Bolivia. Interstate relationships between Chile, which is here, uh, and Bolivia have been strained ever since the independence of the early 19th century. 
And because of the Atacama border dispute, relations soured even more, where Bolivia lost its access to the coastline from Chile during the War of the Pacific and became a landlocked country, which it still is to this day. Bolivia still claims a corridor across to the Pacific, but this can quite often get closed. Chile and Bolivia have maintained only consular relationships since 1978, when territorial negotiations failed and Bolivia decided to sever all diplomatic relationships with Chile. Okay, so we're going to look at the process in here. Estanislavo started out in this coffee life as being in control of the fermentation process at Carico Cooperative in Bolivia. So that's where he really developed his skills as a coffee producer. Bolivia's wash coffees tend to be a little bit closer to the pulp natural process. The scrubbers that are used to take that mucilage away in the depulper tends to lead toward a much more sweeter, much more rounded cup. And that's because you end up with a lot of that sticky mucilage stuck to the green bean. So this week I'm going to brew coffee on the Rattleware Cupping Brewer, uh, to which I have a brew guide. So while I'm making it, why not watch the video because I'm going to tell you better than I will here. Hello and welcome to the next in our brew guide series and this time we're looking at the Rattleware Cupping Brewer. This simple device is lots of fun and available to buy on Hasbeen. Let's take you through the steps but before we do that you're going to need some things. A grinder, freshly roasted coffee, scales, a kettle, a spoon and a Rattleware Cupping Brewer. First grind 30 grams of coffee to a coarse grind. You should feel that grittiness between your fingers. Add the coffee to your brewer. Add 400ml of water just off the boil. Leave the brewer for 4 minutes. Then break the crust of coffee grains that's formed on the top with your spoon, stirring 3 times only. At 6 minutes, take your spoon and scoop off any remaining grains, being careful not to disturb the sediment. Once cleaned, if you place the plunger in the bottom of the brewer and you're ready to pour and enjoy. Enjoy cupping without any of the mess or hassle and you get to drink a whole cup of coffee. Thank you for watching this brew guide and I hope you'll go and revisit some of our others. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. So there we go, you saw the brew guide and now I have some brewed coffee. If only I'd followed my own brew guide I would have done a better job. But And let's taste this coffee. So, I love this brewer because what it does, it gives you the exact taste you taste on the cupping table. So, it's got that pick and mix kind of sweet thing that I talked about earlier. It's got the sweet white sugar. It's got a really interesting, like, lemony citrus undertone to it. And it's super clean and a great mouthfeel. This, for me, is very much like the, the old Cavetiers but actually gives you a much cleaner cup than that. Um, so I'm a big, big fan of it. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the new format. It's a pleasure to do. It's a pleasure to speak to you again. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.